I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 99 and today I'll be sharing my interview with Arthur Root, the co-founder and CEO of Nostra, which is a startup that has created an innovative new e-commerce tool for brands that want to provide their customers with more personalized shopping experiences. Nostra uses psychometric data to display relevant content and wording to consumers on e-commerce shops. Does that sound like gibberish to you? Don't worry, Arthur will explain what this all means and why personalization is truly the future of e-commerce, especially for jewelry brands. Before we get to the interview, I want to remind you that my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, will officially be launched on October 13th, about a week after this podcast is released. The book is currently available for pre-order, and you can learn more about it and how you can purchase your copy by visiting jewelrymarketingjoy.com. I also want to share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. The online publication Search Engine Land recently shared their last-minute SEO-related tips and techniques for brands that are trying to optimize their sites for the holidays. In my opinion, one of the most helpful tips that they shared is to create category and product pages specifically for holiday shoppers. However, you don't just want to stop there, you'll also want to consider SEO. For example, if you have a group of products that make popular gifts, then you can include them in a special gift guide collection, but you'll also want to optimize the page title and meta description for that collection page to match what your customers are searching for on Google. New research answers the question, how many Instagram influencers are actually hiding advertisement disclosures in their posts? If you've listened to this podcast for a while, then you know my stance about working with honest and transparent influencers. You should only be partnering with influencers who are open with their followers about their paid sponsorships. However, about 76% of Instagram Influencer advertisements have the disclosure hidden somewhere in the post where it's not obvious to followers. Before you work with an influencer, you'll definitely want to investigate how he or she handles disclosures because their shadiness can really negatively impact your brand image. Lastly, this isn't an article, but it's a website I really want to share with you. If you visit reallygoodstores.com, you'll get just what the URL promises, some really good examples of e-commerce stores. If you're looking for some inspiration to power your own digital storefront, then you'll definitely want to visit this resource, reallygoodstores.com, which even features some jewelry brands. 
If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can always sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into my interview with Arthur. And so I started Nostra um, because I found personality-based technology to just be so powerful. Um, And so what we do at Nostra is we use personality technology, so what's called psychometric technology, to display relevant content. But more importantly, when it comes to personality information, wording and images to consumers. So I could be very extroverted and see a, an image of you know, someone wearing a necklace surrounded by 20 people. Whereas if I'm very introverted, the necklace might just be of me alone. Um, and the same with the wording. So it might say, hey, you know, I'm very extroverted. So we're going to say, look cool or in your shiny new necklace. Whereas if you're very introverted, it'll say, you know, feel safe in this new necklace. Yeah, or like enjoy this at home or something like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. So is this technology kind of new? I mean, is it super innovative? Are there other people already using it? Like why why did you decide to enter this space? Yeah, so this technology is not exactly what I would say new. Um, there are two big use cases that I'll go over here. So the first one is in social media um, apps, you know, look at Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, everyone has the, sees their own images, sees their own words, um, has their own advertisements that are kind of tailored directly to that individual. No, but no two people have the same feed. So the technology is very prevalent there. Um, and then the technology is also very prevalent in uh, political campaigns. Now, political campaigns, I'm not pro using this technology just because it is so powerful. And I don't think it's very ethical to use personality-based technology to um, lead people to vote a certain way. However, when it comes to selling products, I think it is very reasonable. Yeah. And in some ways, I think customers crave that because the marketplace can be so overwhelming these days, especially if we're talking about jewelry and accessories. I mean, there's no shortage of products out there for people to buy. So in a way, you know, as long as the customer knows that their data is being used, personalization can be really beneficial. Absolutely. I try to think about it like this. The reason why people go into a store or when, when an individual goes into a store, and they make a purchase, half the time they're making that purchase because the customer service, the sales rep was so good at understanding them and pointing them in the right direction and making them feel safe. We wanna replicate that experience online. That's what makes a brand fantastic is when they feel like they can say, hey, I just went to this website, they knew who I was, I had an amazing time, and as a result, I made this purchase. Yeah, that's a really great point. So I wanna talk a little more about personalization because I think it's kind of a general term. I see it thrown out a lot on the internet. It's, it's definitely been like a buzzword in 2020. I'm curious, what does it mean to you in your own words when it comes to marketing and the customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. So personalization, can mean a lot of different things. So the most common form of personalization um, is to use 
some sort of machine learning, like a KNN system, and this might get a little technical, um, or some to suggest what products an individual should buy. And that to me is kind of like the personalization of what should be five years ago, you know, to say, oh, you bought this product, so you might like this product. And just to say, based on previous customer data, et cetera. Um, I think the future, and as I've alluded to earlier, is to get a more holistic experience there. So it's not just you bought this product, you're going to buy this product. It's to say, okay, we understand who you are. So we're not only going to suggest which product, but how you interact with us, what emails you receive, how often you're targeted, um, you know, what images you see, et cetera. So that's what personalization means to me. It's a sure. very holistic approach. That's so true. I mean, anytime that I've gotten a product recommendation, whether it was through email marketing or it was on an e-commerce website, I cannot remember ever making a purchase from that. I was never like, oh yeah, that really gets me. Like I definitely need this other product. Never. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, so you use the word uh, psychographic data before, which I'm sure many of the listeners are like, what does that mean? It sounds a little bit like complex. What does it mean to you? Can you simplify that term for us? Sure, sure. So psychographic data is information about a person's values, attitudes, interests, and personality traits that are used to build a profile on the individual about their views of the world, the things that interest them, and what triggers and motivates their actions. Um, and then the subsection of that that we focus on is psychometrics, which is that personality information. Um, and so we found that the personality information, which is, again, a subsection of the psychographics, is great for wording and image suggestions. Uh-huh. And how do you get that information quickly? I mean, you're only spending like maybe a minute, if that, maybe less than that, with a customer. How do you kind of like piece together all, all of this stuff about a person? Sure. So there are, there are a lot of different ways to do this. My, my personal favorite is to just ask them, which is crazy, but actually consumers are willing to take a quick personality survey for 20% off. Um, but other ways to do it is you can target based on extroversion on Facebook. So if you're running Facebook ads, you can say, oh, these are extroverted people. We're going to, we're going to, you know, tailor the message toward them. And then we can know, okay, they came into our website through this landing page. We know that they're extroverted. We should tailor the website toward them in this manner. Interesting. So can you give me an example of the type of question that a brand would ask a customer to get a better sense of their personality if, they, if they're going that route and asking the questions? Absolutely. So an example could be, I experience my emotions intensely. Um, if somebody answers it very high, they mean, it means one thing. If they answer it very low, it means another thing. Um, the other way you can do it is you can do it through images. You can do it through social media scraping. Um, so while, it, while we right now typically do it through questions just because it's the simplest way to do it, there are other ways to do it where it's, you know, okay, do you like this image? People who like this image are very conscientious. People who don't like this image are not very conscientious. Um, and so there, there are a lot of different ways to, to get that information. Interesting. 
So in light of everything that has been 2020, including COVID, including political unrest, including everything, would you say that personalization is more important now, less important? Does that not impact that at all? What are your thoughts about kind of like the climate in the world and then how this is used in marketing? Say there are two things, two main things. Users are going to begin to have more and more control over their data as the GDPR and the CCPA get passed or they were passed and they're enacted and they kind of go and they get, you know, and they get um, more prevalent in society. Consumers are going to be able to say, this is my data. This is what I want. This is who I want to have control over it. And this is why I want them to have control over it. So it's all, it's, there's going to be a big push toward how do we convince our consumers that they want, that it's good for them for us to have control over this data. Um, so that's number one. And then yeah. number two, as you know, as we alluded to earlier, social media companies um, are giving hyper, hyper targeted uh, content wording image suggestions to consumers. Consumers are responding positively to that in the in their engagement numbers and every metric available. So they're beginning to, uh, Amazon now does this within Amazon. Every consumer gets their own personalized product recommendation, wording recommendation, image rec- um, recommendations. So as you kind of move down the food chain to, you know, a Shopify store, a Magento store, it's going to be crucial for, you know, for if you're competing with Amazon, with Facebook, with Twitter for these consumer's attention that you give that same level of personalization or else you're going to kind of fall behind. I think 2020, 2021 is when we're really going to see that if you aren't enacting personalization and you're a serious brand, you are going to be left in the dust. Yeah, really good points. And I, I want to tell my listeners too, if they were confused about the GDPR and the data stuff that Arthur was talking about, you can go back. I have an episode about um, data privacy and protection that'll give you some background so we don't have to go too much into the weeds, but so true, everything that you said. So what are your thoughts, like speaking of this topic, what are your thoughts about data privacy and protection as it relates to marketing? I mean, what are some things that brands should be thinking about as they're enacting these personalization tools? Yeah, I'd say there are ways where that big tech companies and everyone else have kind of skirted the laws. I think that the number one most important thing is to get consumer consent. That is the purpose of the law. That is the concept. So it's not only, in my opinion, good business, but it's also kind of the ethically the right thing to do is just to say, hey, you know, can we use cookies on you? Can Do you want to create an account so that you can get more personalized recommendation? And maybe not everybody says yes to that, but you will position yourself better in five years 10 years, two years, whatever it is, if you don't, if you kind of not only are, um, you're not only compliant with the specifics of the law, but you're also compliant with the concept of the law. Yeah, that's so true. And being transparent. I mean, people, as we've seen in 2020, I mean, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, there was such a call from consumers to brands to like be more transparent about what they're doing. Um, They want brands to have 
stances and opinions on these major issues. So, you know, not only complying with the brand, uh, with the, with the law, but making it a priority to be super clear about how you handle business, how you treat consumer data. I agree. I think that's going to be so important moving forward. Absolutely. So do you have any specific examples? Um, Maybe, I know you guys are still really new, so you don't have a ton of of case studies, but maybe in terms of accessories, luxury accessories, maybe how some of your clients have benefited or have implemented Nostra and what they've they've seen from that? Sure, absolutely. Um, And so I will mention we're going to be launching a new, new version of our product, which will integrate not only um, the personality analysis, but so I guess when a consumer goes through our signup flow, they will get the personalized content, wording, image suggestions, and then we'll populate the CRM and the CMS um, and allow them to work together so that you can get the proper content from your content management system and and integrate that with your customer relationship manager um, so that you can, show the right content, the right wording, the right image, the right user at the right time. But to give a kind of a more specific example, we worked with a handbag company um, and kind of they had around 60 to 80% of the consumers that started the sign up flow, completed the sign up flow, depending on what day, time, et cetera. Um, and then they were given personalized content recommendations. Um, the conversion rates, we're still working on getting the specific numbers, but it should be a little, you know, 10 to 20% higher just based on content recommendations uh, oh, wow. than previously were. Um, and we're expecting once we implement the uh, wording um, as well as the image and the kind of the entire integration to increase conversion rates by upwards of 50%. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. But we're talking a lot, like in these generalities, you know, if a customer tests more extroverted or seems to be more extroverted based on data, they'll get like, you know, an image of someone wearing a necklace at a party and they'll get kind of a call to action that's a little bit more geared toward extroversion. So how is a brand or like the owner of an e-commerce store that wanted to go forward with personalization, what would be the best way for them to even figure out how to tailor their content to these different types of people? I mean, do you guys offer guidelines? Is it recommended that they work with like a copywriter or like a brand specialist to kind of figure that out? How, what's the process of choosing the actual content for the different personalities? Yeah, so I'd say it's twofold. So right now, as we launch our next product where we are going to be doing the wording, the content, and all those integrations, we will be hands-on working with every single client, um, especially if they know you, um, to give to help write the descriptions, decide what images are the right for right for which person. So to begin with, and so what's actionable today is we will be holding your hand, we will be doing the copywriting with you, we will be doing everything. Um, and that's just because we want to teach people, especially um, especially people who know you, um, you know how 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 to use our software and how to use it effectively. Moving forward. Um, after kind of that initial 
introduction, we'll be giving you word banks. So we can say people who are extroverted respond really well to these words and these phrases. Um, people who are conscientious respond to these words slash phrases, these images. This is what it means to do to be conscientious, etc. Um, so that we will, so that you could do it yourself. And then there will also be an option to just have us continue to update and kind of work with you there. Or you can, you know, have a copywriter who has some sort of background in personality analysis, uh, write it. Um, so yeah. Cool. I imagine too, just kind of listening to you talk about this, that not only can this type of technology help a brand increase its conversion rate, but I'm sure they get so much data back about who their customers are. I mean, maybe the people, for example, most of the people attracted to a brand are introverts. And that should tell you so much about how to move forward with product development, how to plan like photo shoots in the future, you know, how to basically do everything. I, I can't even imagine what kind of valuable value that brings back to a brand. It could not be more accurate. Um, so there, there's the macro value, which is to say, okay, we understand that the people who purchase are very extroverted. The people who don't purchase are very introverted. Why are we trying to drive traffic from anyone? We should be driving traffic from people who are extroverted. Pretty simple there. Um, and then you can also look at, you know, the cart size and all that stuff to go along with that. Okay, people who are introverted are only buying, you know, or are buying $10,000 worth of product, whereas extroverted people are buying $20. We should probably get more introverted people. Um, so that sort of values there. Um, and then populating the CRM with data so that you can segment better so that when um, a consumer goes on the site, um, they not only when they go on the website to begin with, will they have their own personalized recommendations, but also when you want to send them a follow-up email to say, we can say, hey, you'll, you know, click on, you know, in the title, it can say, look cool in your new blank necklace. Um, whereas if they're, you know, introverted, it'll say, feel safe in this blank necklace in the um, subject line of the email. So just that is going to have a monumental effect on um, conversion rates. Yeah, that's really amazing. So tell me, what, what are the plans for the future of Nostra? What do you guys have in mind moving forward? Yeah, so right now we're, we're hunkered down uh, building integrations into Shopify Plus, Magento 2, um, and all the major platforms so that we can onboard clients with the software that I've been kind of talking about all, all day in a matter of, you know, whether it's a few minutes, if it's a simple integration, or, you know, just a few hours if it's a little bit more complex. Um, and so that's kind of what we're hunkered down building uh, so that you have you know, so clients of yours and, you know, elsewhere have the option to get all this personalization technology with pretty much no um, time commitment. Wow, great. So if someone listening is interested, whether they just are curious and want to learn more or they do want to start implementing this tool on their own sites, what's the next step? What can they do? Sure. So if you just shoot me an email at Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R at Nostra.ai, I'm happy to talk. Um, I love talking to our clients or people who are interested in the software, or you can sign up on our website, um, you know, www.nostra.ai. The earlier that you sign up, and if you mention, you know, Larissa, we'll get you a, a good deal. Um, 
know, especially if you mention, you know, Larissa. Uh, but other than that, um, those are probably the two easiest ways to get in contact with me. I'm very accessible um, and just love talking to our clients. Great. It's super exciting. I love hearing about e-commerce innovation. I love hearing about ways that people are trying to improve the customer experience and make shopping more fun. Because I mean, who doesn't love fun shopping? So it was really fun to talk to you. And, and I loved learning more about personalization. Absolutely, Larissa. And thank you for having me on. Um, I look forward to hearing it. Thanks. It was such a pleasure to be able to talk to Arthur about Nostra and how his company is really changing the game for personalization in e-commerce. Be sure to visit the Nostra website for more information by visiting nostra.ai. That's N-O-S-T-R-A dot A-I. I look forward to sharing more interviews with you. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.